All right, Salwati Discipuli and Salwati Omnes. Welcome again to another episode of Latin and Layman's. Um, we're going to be doing another one where it's going to be a little um, grammar mini lesson here, a part of that series, you know. So um, we last really went over, actually, it's been quite a bit, but I do believe that what we had gone over as I flipped through my tabs here real quickly, don't mind me, um, was understanding demonstrative pronouns and what they really are. So now, having done that, we're going to take a break for pronouns from a, for a hot second. We're going to dive back into third conjugation I-O and fourth conjugation verbs. And then our next lesson, we'll dive back into pronouns um, and uh, more specifically personal pronouns. Um, and all, there's a lot of information uh, embedded within pronouns. So it'll be a long, quite a long episode uh, come next time around. So just gear yourselves up for learning some good stuff. Pronouns are really um, grammatically, the concept can be heavy. There's a lot of memorization. There's a lot of nuance as well, but they decline pretty, pretty nicely. So with that being said, um, would appreciate your love and support. Hopping on over to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Cast, wherever you find this podcast that you're listening to right now over the ethers. I would really appreciate some thumb tappity tap right on over to wherever you get that podcast and throw down a rating for me. Really would appreciate it. You guys know I would. I'm not going to belabor the point or anything like that, but thank you. If you have, and if you have not already, Ask yourself why you haven't, and then do it. Shia LaBeouf. Before we actually get on into it, I want us to just th remember three important rules, and I'll reiterate them after the break here. Um, but three rules. The thematic vowel in fourth conjugation is an I. Secondly, the future tense sign in fourth conjugation is an E. And thirdly, the third conjugation, I-O, resembles fourth conjugation more than the third, even though it has third in its name. All right, so let's do this. All right, let's do this. So getting into our third I-O and fourth conjugations, just reiterating those three points here. Firstly, the thematic vowel in fourth is an I. Secondly, the future tense sign in fourth conjugation is an E. And thirdly, third IO resembles more fourth conjugation than third. Now, let's get into it. Okay. The formation of the present tense in fourth conjugation follows the same pattern as the other four, other conjugations rather. A fourth conjugation verb base is added with a thematic vowel, in this case I, and onto that are appended personal endings. Those personal endings are the same we've seen in other conjugations, oddly enough, though the thematic vowel in fourth conjugation often shows up as an, uh, an I, a long I pronounced E. Um, nowhere is the long marks mandatory by any means because it does not distinguish one form from another, but just, you know, to reiterate, the translation of the present tense in fourth conjugation should, should pose zero challenges. It follows the same pattern. Um, I come, I do come, I am coming, for instance. So that would be um, when he a, 
If you have ever heard of the quote by uh, Caesar, the very well-known quote, Veni Vili Vici, it's actually, it's seen as Veni Vili Vici or Veni Vili Vici, but remember, the Vs are pronounced as Ws in Latin. So, third conjugation verb, for, or fourth conjugation verb, rather, apologies, is the verb to come, Venio. The imperfect tense in fourth conjugation presents a few surprises, too. It uses the tense marker ba, just like the other conjugations, and to that adds personal endings. The only irregularity of any sort is that fourth conjugation uses a double thematic vowel, i.e., in the imperfect, but that hardly counts as a surprise given how strong the presence of I is at the end of the base in fourth conjugation. Thus, the imperfect in fourth conjugation follows along the lines of when you bomb, when you boss, when you bot. When you bomb would be I was coming, I used to come, I kept on coming. Um, remember, first person singular, imperfect. Wenye Bas, spelled V-E-N-I-E-B-A-S, you were coming, you used to come, you kept on coming. And then finally, in the third person singular, Wenye Bat, spelled V-E-N-I-E-B-A-T, he, she, it was coming. The translation of the imperfect tenses in fourth conjugation is also exactly what you would would expect from the other conjugations. As you can see, as for the future, it uses the same tense sign as third conjugation E, and even has the same irregularity in the first person singular where the E is rep replaced with an A. However, unlike in third conjugation, the thematic vowel is never lost, resulting in forms like weniam, weniaz, weniet. Weniam is going to be spelled V-E-N-I-A-M, and that would translate as I will come, I will be coming, and so on. When he is, so from that A-M-I-A-M -A -A ending, it turns into when he is, when, spelled V-E-N-I-E-S. That will be you will come, you will be coming, so on and so forth. And then when he yet, he, she, it will come, he, she, it will be coming. You get the point. The other forms in fourth conjugation show very predictable patterns. So that's nice. The imperative mood uses the verb base to which it adds the thematic vowel I and no ending to form the singular. The plural uses the ending TE, rendering forms like weni, wenite, meaning come in the singular and plural. The infinitive is the final recipe to this cookbook of pleasant predictability, in my opinion. Um, take one fourth conjugation, conjugation verb base, add the thematic vowel I, slather onto that ending of what to expect, aka the infinitive ending RE, like venire, spelled V-E-N-I-R-E. So it goes venio, venire. The fifth and final conjugation in Latin looks on the surface like it's a blend of third and fourth conjugation forms. Therefore, it's called third I-O. That's because the first principal part ends I-O, and if it were to be fourth conjugation, in this case it isn't, it doesn't have an I-R-E infinitive the way fourth conjugation verbs do, a.k.a. instead it's going to have an infinitive of E-R-E -E, the way third conjugation verbs do. That's why it kind of says third conjugation I-O. So third conjugation with a little similarities from the fourth, but with the infinitive ending E-R-E -E instead of that I-R-E -E in the fourth. So it's third because it's infinitive and I-O because of its first principal part. 
Here are three examples of third conjugation IO verbs. Facio, facere, this is where we get um, facility or faculty or facilitative or manufacture. It means to make. Ma manus means hand, facio means to make. What does manufacture mean when we etymol etymologize it? To make by hand, essentially, made by hand. And that's what typically manufactured referred to back in the day, but now we just refer to manufacturing online and, you know, being in a factory and whatnot. Next one, fugio fugere. This is where we get fugitive from. It means to flee. And then capio capere. This is where we get to capture, okay? Like you could definitely see that from capio. But... In the third I-O conjugation, the, ba the balance between third and fourth conjugation forms is nowhere near too even. There are far more forms that appear to be fourth conjugation than third. Let's look at fugio. You can see that it follows the same general pattern as the other conjugations. Base plus thematic vowel plus personal endings. Fugio, fugis, fugit, skibilibibilibibilibop. The dominance of the I thematic valve makes this conjugation look a lot like fourth, especially since the I rarely contracts into other forms. The translation of third I-O conjugation verbs in the present tense follows exactly the same pattern as any other conjugation, aka, for example, fugio, I flee, fugis, you flee, fugit, uh, he, she, it flees. The imperfect tense, where the ba tense sign uh, is present, plus IE, double thematic vowel, uh, like the fourth conjugation, uh, would render uh, as a form like fugi a bomb, for instance, and it would still translate as the was, the used to, the kept on. Now, the future, well, maybe this will be exciting. I don't know. Look at it if you can pull it up. I don't know. Um, but if not, just try and listen. E, future tense marker, A in the first person singular, no thematic vowel, I is lost, and still translate as will and or will be. Okay. Here's the imperative form. So looking at third conjugation IO, we have fugue. Instead of fugio, it turns into fugue, and that ending is an E. So that's spelled F-U-G-E. Base plus thematic vowel E, not I like in the fourth. Oh, and E like in the third. So that's right. That makes a third I-O. See how there are similarities that they draw from both things, essentially. So, for instance, Fakio has Fak, for instance. Then Dico would be Dick. Duco would be Duke, and Pharaoh, Pharaoh would be fair, just like I had reiterated in a prior episode where it kind of rendered almost like a little bit of a, um, a nursery rhyme, Dick Fock Fair down the stream. Well, all that's pretty regular for the most part, and the plural is very regular. It uses the thematic vowel I and adds T-E, producing fugite a.k.a. flee, but in reference to a plural amount of people. Finally, the infinitive. 
This is just the base plus the thematic vowel E plus the usual RE infinitive marker, rendering ERE -E, just like in the third, not IRE like in the fourth. So because of that, this is called third conjugation, I guess. Seems like a lot of grammar for just one or two exceptions, but that being said, that's why the only conjugation I really don't like that kind of ticks me off is just the regular third conjugation. That's the most irregular. But as we can see, first, second, fourth, and third IO are pretty straightforward after a while. So with that being said, that's all I have for you guys. Hopefully this provided a semblance of help with your Latin class, your Latin instruction, whatever. Maybe you're struggling a little bit with conjugations. Remember that a lot of this is just going to be reliant on forms that we've already learned and or, you know, yeah, pulling forms from past conjugations, right? So that being said, I'm going to leave it there. I hope you guys have a wonderful day and remember to thank yourselves and be proud of yourselves with wherever you're at because sometimes we forget to do so. But then when we remember to do so, you know it's true. I know it's true. You know it's true. And I'll be proud of you if you're not proud. And I hope you're proud of me. Until next time, Tempus Est Discovery.